Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of The State of California. Well, the Democrats did a lot better than many people thought they would and than most polls suggested they would uh, in the midterm elections. Holding on to the U.S. Senate looks like losing only a very narrow majority to the Republicans in the House of Representatives. They even gained governorships, which is almost unheard of in midterm elections. And the liberal side carried the day on statewide ballot measures across the country on abortion, marijuana legalization and other issues. We said all along this election would come down to turnout. And one of the demographic groups that turned out in droves for the Democrats was the youth vote, including first-time voters under the age of 30. And for more on this, we're joined today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Abby Kisa. She is Deputy Director of CIRCLE, that's the Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement at Tufts University. It is one of the foremost organizations in the country studying the youth vote. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. So what have you guys found in terms of how great the turnout was among younger voters this time around? Yeah, thanks so much for that question, Doug. We saw in the 2022 election that it was the third election cycle where young people, 18 to 29 years old, had relatively high voter turnout. In the 2022 election, we saw that young people turned out at a rate that was the second highest midterm turnout in the past 30 years, second only to the 2018 election. So we saw substantial youth voter turnout compared to other midterm elections. And we also, as you stated, saw substantial influence of young voters on what ultimately ended up happening in federal races. So the turnout was actually lower than in 2018, but still historically high. So what drove younger voters to the polls this time? What what motivated them? Well, you know, there's a there's a lot of different things that helps young people get to the polls, and it differs based on young people's experiences and the communities that they're in. One of the things that we regularly track is the issues that young people care about, because, you know, as many of your listeners know, young people care deeply about issues that face their communities, that face their friends and families, and are often, you know, in the streets or in capital, um, how, you know, capital buildings fighting for issues. Um, and so this year we saw a number of issues really rise to the fore. You know, we continue to see climate change as something that young people are really trying to stand up for in a number of different ways. And of course, this year we saw the Dobbs decision related to reproductive justice, something that young people were really mobilizing around. And this is actually one thing that in the exit poll from the 2020 election, we saw young voters say that that was one thing that they prioritized in their vote for the election, much more so than than other age groups. Are there particular states or places where you think the youth vote made the biggest difference? Well, one of the things that I think is important to point out as we talk about young people who voted in 2022 is that like previous cycles, not all young people are voting in the same way. And, and so when we disaggregate the data, we see that 
black women, Latin, Latina women, and women generally were much more likely to support Democratic candidates. Um, and when we specifically look at what happened in battleground states, we see that there are some states like Arizona, like Pennsylvania, where young people were by far the age group more likely to support the Democratic statewide candidates for Senate in those particular states. Um, but of course, there are other states where young people's votes mattered compared to the you know, sometimes very small margins of victory. And that's one of the things that we really try to push back on. You know, There's this myth out there that young people don't vote. But the reality is that millions of young people cast ballots in every election. And so, you know, we forget sometimes that even without, you know, young people tripling turnout in some states like they did in 2018, that there's still substantial impact that young people can have with the strength of who they support together. Why do you think we have seen this? I mean, young people have always voted, but, you know, we've heard for literally decades, ever since the voting age was lowered from 21 to 18, that the kids are going to save the country. They'll all turn out and they'll make a massive difference. And yet they never have turned out at the same rate as, as older voters. But now we've seen consecutive midterms where they have voted in larger numbers. What do you think is changing? Is it is it the, the school shootings motivating kids on guns? I mean, why is this generation, Gen Z, so passionate and more motivated than, you know, kids 10, 20, 30 years ago? Well, you know, I'd love to hear a lot of young people speak speak to that. But from a research perspective, I, I think we see a couple of things going on. You know, there the um, school shootings that you mentioned, unfortunately, have um, politicized some young people. And of course, in the 2018 election, we saw lots of young people get together and build on the gun violence prevention movement and connect that issue to elections and voting. Right, which is really important. But another thing that it did was that it started to provide opportunities for engagement for young people before they reach 18. And that's one thing that research pretty consistently shows us is that when young people have opportunities to be engaged in politics, to be engaged in their communities before they reach 18, they're much more likely to be engaged later in life. Right. And that's what we want. We want strong, inclusive, multiracial democracy. And so that is really an imperative for our communities. If we really want to sustain and increase and make sure the, that there's an equitable group of young people who have opportunities to participate and are welcomed into our democracy, we can't put it on their shoulders entirely. We as communities, you know, as members of institutions, as leaders in media, have opportunities to, you know, put a different narrative out there about young people, right? Because we've clearly seen that there is significant interest amongst young people, but our research pretty consistently shows that that interest is not met with concrete opportunity or inclusive spaces often. So the numbers show that, you know, generally speaking, the young, younger voters broke some roughly two to one for the Democrats, I think. Uh, what should the two major parties learn about about reaching out to these voters to keep them engaged, to win their vote? It seems like there is not a lot of engagement uh, for, for a lot of these kids. They're driving it themselves as opposed to the Republicans and Democrats going after them. You know, there's some interesting things that the White House did this year, um, really trying to reach influencers, um, digital influencers that I think was really interesting that campaigns can also do to a greater extent. I mean, one of the things that is a real structural issue with what political parties and campaigns sometimes do is ignore people who are not yet registered to vote. Um, and of course, that includes a whole bunch of 18 and 19 year olds. We really need to have a greater imperative to make sure that when a young person turns 18, they have all the resources 
and welcome that we want them to have to our, our democracy. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I'm afraid we're out of time, but Abby Kisa, Deputy Director of CIRCLE, the Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement at Tufts University in Boston, or actually Somerville. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 